Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Oh, come on. Give God some praise in church tonight, man. And can you guys give it up for, for your worship team? I think you've got the best worship team. Give God some praise for that. Yeah, I just, I just want to say um, I feel really, really um, grateful every time I get to come out here and, uh, and spend some time with you. I'm kind of shocked my buddy Mark and Stacia are here uh, all the way from, uh, from the SD San Diego, and they're out here on vacation. Yeah, can you give it up for Mark and Stacia right here? You guys stand up. Let me embarrass you now since you decided to shock me like this. Could you stand to your feet real quick? Let's hum- Big round of applause here, guys. Yeah, and so, so I feel so honored. Uh, pastor Jason, I know he's your pastor, but um, he's also my pastor. Uh, one of the things for me is um, there's enough people keeping others accountable, right? Uh, pastor Jason is an advocate, and he's av- advocated for me as a pastor, um, he's empowered me, encouraged me. Uh, he's the real deal. And I just feel so honored to be here. Uh, there is just one more person I, I want to introduce without embarrassing them too much. Uh, but I, I, I have the biggest honor in the world. Um, my, my, my promise to the Lord is that I would make disciples for his kingdom. And um, my, my uh, number one disciple that I'm bringing up to love Jesus with all he's got is my oldest son, Wesley. And yeah, he's right back there. Say hi to Wesley over there in the sound booth right now. He's on a security team. Say hi to Wesley. And Wesley's called to love Jesus and, and uh, he, he made me a daddy. And I'm so grateful he's here with me um, tonight. Uh, pastor Jason is obviously on this six week sabbatical. And let me tell you, um, your pastor is the real deal. You know that, right? You know that. He's the real deal. He loves Jesus. He spends time in prayer. He spends time in the word. And there's nothing better uh, than being around a guy like that. Um, At the same time, one thing I love is uh, resting is hard, believe it or not. It's hard to rest. Have you ever noticed when you try to rest, all of a sudden your mind's spinning, you're going through and you're like, should I get on my Instagram? Then you're on Instagram before you know it. Um, But he's made a strategic, an effort uh, to push through and, and rest during this time. So just keep him in prayer. Uh, and, you know, he loves you so much. Him and Pastor Shannon, we were talking. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, so, you know, how's church doing? They're like, we don't know. And I'm like, what kind of pastors are you? You don't know how your church is doing, bro? And he's like, no, six weeks of trying to rest. It's so hard. He's like, it's so hard because I love them with my whole heart. So I just want you to know your pastor loves you. Um, and, uh, and you already know he's the real deal. I want to jump right into what we're talking about tonight, and I'll pray in just a moment. Uh, but I want to talk from Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. In just a moment, it'll come up on the screen. If you've got your Bible, you can turn there. A little background on me is this. I, I grew up uh, with a single mom uh, bouncing around L.A. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not part of just one place in L.A. I kind of bounced around through the school district and all that. And I'm a product of the Los Angeles Unified School District. Yeah, yeah. And, um, um, but, but it wasn't until I was 15 years old that I encountered a relationship with Jesus. I had gotten in trouble um, uh, with some drug charges, gun charges. And um, I, 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 when I went to court, the judge said there's this place called the Dream Center in Los Angeles. And they said, man, are you 
if you're a willing kid, would you go there? And in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go to jail. I'd rather go see those people at the Dream Center place. You know, it was already a weird name because I thought it was like a hypnosis center, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go there. I'll go there. I went there. I, they, they taught me the gospel. They shared Jesus with me. But more than that, they gave me the greatest gift of all time, which is what I'm talking about tonight. And uh, um, it, it's really the reason why I, I feel I can continue to follow Jesus is because um, of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to talk about um, fire advantage. Uh, having the Holy Spirit on the journey with you is, uh, is so important. And, and I think when we talk about Holy, the Holy Spirit, sometimes you can talk about it like the Holy Ghost. And sometimes, to be honest with you, uh, some, some representations of the Holy Spirit can be a little weird sometimes. Can I get an amen right now? Right? Right? And so that can be interesting too. But the truth is sometimes we need a little weird. Can I get an amen right now? Right? we need a little weird right and so so this is what jesus uh, was doing he was he was baptizing people in water john the baptist was too and this is what he says in chapter 3 verse 11 he says and um, he says i baptize you with water for repentance and then he says but after me comes one who is more powerful than i this is john the baptist speaking whose sandals i am not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire. And, and so when we read this first, I, I, I just want to encourage you with this tonight. Um, my prayer is that all of us together, including this guy right here, that we would open up our heart to everything God has for us. Can I get an amen right now? And here's the crazy thing. When we invite Jesus into our hearts, um, he gives us this gift called the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible, the symbol the Holy Spirit carries quite a bit is, is fire. And you know fire to be something that purifies, um, that, that completely eliminates. And so it's, it's kind of fun to invite God to lead your life until he starts moving the furniture around. Can I get an amen right now? Right? So, so who is the Holy Spirit? Right? The Bible, or the Nicene Creed really, refers to Jesus as, um, as uh, the giver of life. And the first time we ever really see um, the Holy Spirit working together with man is in the very first breath that man ever took, right? Because the Bible says, and then God breathed into man and he lived. And so the very essence of us existing right now is the fact that there is a gracious, loving Holy Spirit um, that allows us to breathe every day, every moment. Can I get an amen right now? Are we tracking? Okay. This is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your advocate, the Bible says. So there's a big difference here. The Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, but convicts the, 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 the believer of righteousness. So there's a big difference here. So before you came to Jesus, here's what would happen. You would sin, you would mess up, because all of us do, right? Can I get a big amen right now? I'm going to ask for a few amens throughout the night, okay? So, so you make a mistake, you feel bad about it, right? You're convicted of sin, and ah, oh, man, I'm... I'm trying to get better. I'm a bad person. And you're trying to work through it. But the believer, once you decide to give your life to Jesus over here, the Holy Spirit convicts you of righteousness. So the difference is this, that when you, before you give your life to Jesus, it's guilt, it's shame. But when you give your life to Jesus, when you give your life to Jesus, he now convicts you in this way. He says, yeah, you made that mistake, but that's not you, buddy. Hey, 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 yeah, 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 you, you feel maybe guilty right now, but listen, this is what I called you. You're called to be a man of God, a woman of God. This is, okay, come right over here. This is who you are. So this is why it's important for all of us to have an experience with the Holy Spirit. 
It's important for us to accept Jesus as Lord because before that moment, we're either trying to do it on our own. And listen to me, I know some pretty good people that don't have the Holy Spirit. Great people. I mean, they seem to have more integrity than some of the Christians I know sometimes. Okay, can I get an amen right now? And, but, but, but the difference is this. When you choose to follow Jesus, he does this new work in you where he begins to comfort you, advocate for you, pull you towards righteousness, and not telling you, hey, 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 you're trying to earn salvation. But instead he says, because you have salvation. He's not saying, hey, hey, you're trying to work for love. He's like, no, 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 because you are so loved, right? It's not, hey, I'm trying to get accepted and I'm just trying to get God to see me. It's not, he's like, no, because you've been fully accepted and loved by me and the blood on the cross was given for you. Man, live your life in a way that is holy and pleasing to God. Can I get an amen right now? That's the Holy Spirit. And that's how good the Holy Spirit is. And so could you imagine, um, um, could you imagine being on a journey and, and you, have, you have two options. You can decide you're gonna walk there um, or you find out there's a key in your pocket. You could jump in the car and get there a little faster, right? So, 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 so take this picture with me, all right? Or go with me on this. You can walk, get sweaty, get exhausted, right? You might say, hey, it's pretty good exercise. But at some point, life can get so exhausting that if you just do it on your own, you're gonna hit a wall. You're going to hit a wall. The Holy Spirit says, hey, let me, let me take you on a journey. And as we go through, there's going to be some red flags. There's going to be some issues. Listen, when I first got saved, I thought it would bother me when I heard like older Christians say, oh, wait till the trials and the tests come your way, son. <laughs> you wait till you live for Jesus a little longer. You're going to see. And I'd be like, yeah, this guy, I mean, he's just lost the joy for the Lord, you know? <laughs> I'd kind of feel like, man, really what they were saying is, they're, they're, they're just speaking from a place of wisdom. Yeah. And then there, there comes these, these moments in life, right, where life just punches you in the face. Yeah. And now I have to question, wait, do I believe in God or do I not believe in God after that? And so nurturing a relationship with the Holy Spirit is key for all of us. John 14, 26 says this, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Isn't that cool? He's going to remind you of things God said to you. There's going to be moments in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in your marriage, where you want to say something and the Holy Spirit's going to say, don't do that. You're going to lose your marriage, bro. You better chill. Yeah? Or you're going to do business. You're going to do business with that guy. You're going to do business. And something in you saying, ah, God's, God's not giving you a piece. It all looks right. It all looks good. You see it on paper. It looks good. But the Holy Spirit in you is going, ah, no, listen, just trust me on this one. He's a reminder. He's an encourager. And, and there's going to be some decisions God is leading you to make. And, and, and you're just going to have to trust that Holy Spirit. But, but listen, what's the point of knowing the word of God, but never knowing the voice of God? You see, religion, religion, it really, Pharisees are a bunch of guys who know the Bible front and back. I mean, these guys, they're born by the age of six. They memorize the whole book of Le Leviticus. By the age of 12, they memorize the whole uh, Tanakh or, or the, uh, the, um, the law, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The first five books of the Bible, they memorize all of it. I mean, they can tell you the rules in scripture and break it down for you. For you. They're 12 years old. But listen, it's one thing to know the word and another thing to know the voice. You see, God wants to speak to you and encourage you. 
In Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 says, So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. I always mess up on that name. You too. It's not just me. I know it. <laughs> not by might. You've heard this. Nor by power, but by my, what does it say? But by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. So there's this beautiful invitation from God. And he's inviting us to encounter and be in relationship with Holy Spirit. And this is what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 18. He's basically saying everyone's invited. Here's what he says. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, right? That's that word repent, right? To turn 180 degrees, right? Turns to the Lord. The veil is taken away for the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into the glorious image. Can I get an amen, church, right now? Right? Imagine, imagine having handcuffs on your arms, around your wrists, and um, they're unlocked. You're in a prison cell. The door's open. And not taking advantage of the advocate, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, is like having complete freedom, but never walking out of the prison cell. It's like, it's ha it's like having, having the promises of God, but something in you says, ah, you know, okay, God, I got you. I gave my heart to you. I gave my heart to you, God, but now I'm going to do it my way. God, I, I gave you my life. I love you. I'll tithe. I'm a tither. Hey, I'm a tither, God. Don't worry about it. I'm a giver. But then not taking advantage of being in relationship with God puts us at a disadvantage. Do you agree with me on that? Yes. I mean, it, it, it's a serious thing. Uh, when, when these disciples in the early days, when they first encountered the Holy Spirit, it wasn't until then that they were called followers of Jesus. And, I, and I'll show it to you. Acts eleven twenty six. 26. The disciples were called Christians first. Where? At Antioch. What, they had just experienced the Holy Spirit. Revival had just broken out. And people started saying, those guys, that's a whole different group. Those are Christians over there. Those are those. And actually, they meant it in a way that was demeaning. The word Christians actually means little Jesus people. Yeah, did you know that? It's crazy, I know. So it's like people are like, oh, yeah, those guys, they're kind of like a little weird. They're like little Jesus people over there. They're little Jesus people. People started identifying them as such. They started saying, oh, no, 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 those guys over there, they're starting to look more and more like that Jesus guy over there. And it wasn't until they encountered the Holy Spirit at Antioch or in Antioch that this could be said about them. And listen, this will be said about you the more and more you choose intimacy with God. Yeah. Another word intimacy, there's a, a Middle English uh, like phrase that says, into me you see, right? Intimacy. Intimacy is when you say, God, I'm going to let you see deep in what's going on. You see, you can receive salvation from the Holy Spirit, from God himself, in the name of Jesus. I mean, you can be like Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's great and, and, and awesome, and you should. But there's an advantage that God is giving you, and he's giving me. And, man, how many times am I still trying to hustle on my own? Man, anybody else like that? No, just me, right? That's cool. Right? It's cool. You guys are great. I mean, how many times am I, am I thinking to myself, I'm about to have this talk with Katie, but I don't say, Holy Spirit, can you help me out on this one? I go, I'm about to have this talk with Katie. And I walk over there like, boom. And I walk over there like, I got this. And before you know it, I'm like, 
this couch isn't as comfortable as the bed. Can I get an amen right now? Right? Right? It's taking advantage of a relationship we have because listen to me, and, and don't get offended when I say this, Jesus isn't here anymore. Jesus isn't here anymore. Romans, what does Romans say? Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and what is he doing? He's interceding for you and for me. So yeah, he's looking at you, he's going, go, 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 you got this, you got this, you got this. But what he left behind is what? The Holy Spirit, a comforter, an advocate, right? Uh, one that's going to direct you and correct you and lead you and, and guide you. And when you said something you shouldn't have said, the Holy Spirit's going to go, hey, 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 hey that, that's, that's not you. You know that's not you. Yeah, you snapped, you had a moment, but that's not you. You see, see before Christ, what, what the enemy will do is he'll get you to identify with your mistakes. But the Holy Spirit, what he does, the reason why we need the Holy Spirit is because even as Christians, you can live as slaves though you're free, right? You'll have salvation. You'll get to heaven. Awesome. But having the Holy Spirit allows you to live in the freedom, not one day when you get to eternity, but when you have the Holy Spirit, here's the shift. The shift is this. It's not one day I get to eternity. It's that, no, 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 no. While I'm waiting, while I'm waiting, I'm going to bring heaven to earth, which is what Jesus said. Right? Right? How does Jesus pray? He prays this way. Jesus prays this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. That word heaven, by the way, it's not even talking about like, like heaven. Because like, I, I looked into it. I was like, wait, what's this word? And it's, it actually is just a word for air. I wanted to make it spiritual and be like, heavens, golden arches, not McDonald's, but this one, the heavens, right? The heavens, but really it just means air. Our father who is as close to me as the air that I breathe. Oh, come on. He's not out there somewhere. He's right here with you right now. Can I get an amen, church? He's that good. He's that good. He's that, he's that loving. He, he, he wants to encourage you. But here's what can tend to happen to you and to me. And listen, I make this mistake a whole lot. And that is this, that we like to turn Christianity into a religion. We just, I like it. I like it when I can, I can just have a few rules to see the way this works. And if I just check them, check, 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 like, okay, cool. Like I'm doing my part as a Christian. For example, I wake up in the morning, every morning, and I've done this for about 13 years now. And I read my Bible every morning, never missed a day. I pray every morning. Unfortunately, I have four kids now, um, and uh, um, they're waking up at like 5.30 a.m., so I got to be up at like 4.45 a.m., all right? Can you pray for me right now? Just extend your hands in this direction right now, right? So I'm getting up early. My wife's pregnant, um, and so people think I like kids, but I'm like, no, no, I just like my wife, you know what I mean? That's why I got so many of these guys, you know? Right? Can I get an amen, Mark, right now? Come on, come on, come on. Mark had five, man. We got to pray for him. Lord, help Stacia, right? But what we can do is we can get kind of kind of distracted a little bit and try to make Christianity a checklist of things. Well, the good thing is this. You're not the only one, and I'm not the only one. And this is, this is a conversation that Paul actually has with the Galatians. This is what he tells them in Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 to 3. He says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. That's not why. He says, you received the Spirit because you, believed, uh, because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the Spirit 
Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Uh-oh, right? Anybody else like that? Trying to get perfect in our own human effort. And you know what Christianity can turn into? And, and I find myself for real, and, and I'm being real, I'm being transparent with you guys right now. My Christianity can turn into exhaustion sometimes. Oh my gosh, it's exhausting sometimes. I mean, the God bless you, the yeah, praise God, yeah, God is good. The, hey, man, good to see you, God is good. Uh, yeah, praise God, no, God is good, amen. Favored, high, blessed and highly favored, brother, from head to toe. <laughs> good to see you, brother. You take care. Hey, God bless you, man. It can get so exhausting trying to perform this thing. Can I get a big amen right now? Right? And it's, it's good to know. It's good to know that there's an advocate, the Holy Spirit, that says, hey, I will give you strength when you feel you have no strength. In fact, in fact, the only way you can have supernatural strength is by accepting that you're pretty weak all by yourself. I mean, who wants to do that? Nope. Who, you tell me, show me a person who's like, I'm a good person. I pay my taxes. I'm pretty consistent. I'm a, I'm a tither. I've been faithful to my wife. Pretty good dad. You know, whatever. Um, and then you tell me, yeah, yeah, all I need you to do right now, buddy, is just admit that you're a weak person. Okay? And then Jesus is going to become your strength. That's not the best advertising on the planet. Can I get him in? It's not great marketing. But in order to have relationship with God, it starts by admitting one thing. I'm weak. I need a savior. I'm not all that. I, I try to act like I'm all that. So I try to put it together. I try to pull it all in, make it work, make it, I, I hustle to get it done. But man, the truth is I need Jesus. Amen, church. I need the Holy Spirit to pull me through. I need God's encouragement um, in my life. And so question of the day is this, how do we live a spirit-shaped life? How do we live a spirit-shaped life? And we're going to move through this real quick here. Number one, if you're taking notes, let the Holy Spirit reveal. Let the Holy Spirit reveal. The Holy Spirit is really good at revealing things. And there's a big difference here. Most people reveal things about you to embarrass you and promote themselves. The Holy Spirit will reveal things about you so that he can lead you into everything God's called you to be. Can I get a big amen right now, right? That's how good he is. So he'll reveal things, things that suck. I mean, like, like for me, one of the biggest thing, things God has had to reveal in my life is I've been a slave to money. Have you ever felt like that? Anybody else? No, nobody's raising their hand. That's cool, man. Yet again, story of my life. I've had issues. I've had a poverty mindset for years of my life. I mean, I was married to this incredibly hot girl, and I still am, thankfully. But, but the thing is, it was always a money issue for me. I've always had this relate. The way I looked at money, my view of money, it was always this, ugh. Like, like I, I, somehow I, it was like water. Like, it landed in my hands, but it went through my hands and into, like, Chick-fil-A. Anybody else? <laughs> my gosh. Right? It's like, it's like you're, 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 you're working on yourself. You're, you're saying, God, I need your help. You're saying, God, I need your help, but I got this. And that's what I did for a long time. It was, God, I need your help, but I got this, all right? It's cool. I love you, man. All right. Get to work, buddy. You can do it. You can do it. And, man, it just got so exhausting one day that I was crying on the floor like a child. And, um, and my wife was just like, babe, you got to surrender this you got to be done with this. Because if you're not, it, you're, you're going to be done. And I remember, if like, it's one of those things where like, if, if we don't just trust God and, and humble ourselves, then God allows these circumstances to humble us, doesn't he? Man. 
And so, so here, here, here was a situation in my life where God revealed something that was deeper than just, I came to church on Sunday, I love God, he's good. And oh man, God, I love you. I'm gonna let you in to see into me, deep into me. And that only happens when we invite the Holy Spirit, when we activate the Holy Spirit in our lives. So the Holy Spirit's going to reveal some things. John 16, verse 8 says this, and when he comes, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of its sin, right? And, and God's people of righteousness and of the coming judgment. We talked about that a little earlier. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, whether you turn to your right or to your left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. How good is that, right? Acts chapter 5, verse 11, great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Well, that, that word fear just means reverence. Listen, you know you're walking in the Holy Spirit when you start living your, your, your life um, in, 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 um, in an awareness that, whoa, God is watching. And just him alone knowing me is good enough for me. Like, like, like when your mentality is nobody saw that, there's no fear of the Lord in that area. Fear of the Lord is when you go, nobody saw that, but God did. And man, that's enough for me. Man, that's it. Going on that website, ah, you know what? Nobody knows. Nobody's going to know. I can erase history on this thing if I need to, okay? But you know what? God saw, and that's enough for me. Holy Spirit's activated in your life. He's working through you for your good. He's revealing things for your good. Proverbs 14, 27 says this, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. So good the Holy Spirit is. I mean, sometimes I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to kill me, man. I mean, some of the things I mean, that he's revealing in my heart, in my life, some of the selfishness, some of the mindsets, some of the religion I walk with every day. Man, I, 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 man, I, I, these, these things I don't want to break. I'm like, God, I'm more comfortable keeping these, but you know, you can take the rest, bro. You know, I'm cool with that. But, 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 but God, he, he actually, what he's doing for me is he's actually, he's creating a fountain of life and he's working through me in order to, to make me better for his glory and for my good. Psalm 139 verse 23 through 24 says, search me, O God. Actually, repeat this, this verse with me if you wouldn't mind. Just close your eyes. Or, actually, don't close your eyes so you can read it, right? So, so just right where you're at, just repeat this, this, this verse, read it with me and say, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything. Oh, come on. Say anything with some of that. Point out anything, God. Right? Anything. Um, um, wait, I lost where I was reading here. Oh, here it is. Wait, no, for real, I did. I did lose where. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. I think the reason why David was such a powerful man of God, he was a king, he was a man of God, right? Fear the Lord, but we know all his drama and all his issues. I mean, could you imagine? Wow, right? But what was he doing here? He was saying, God, search me. Because ultimately, I, I've tried to get away with it. And, you know, that girl over there that was taking a shower over there, God, I've tried, Lord. And, and man, God, but you know what, Lord? I'm, I, I know it's going to be hard for me to pray this, but I really mean it. God, search me, oh God. If there's anything in me, Lord, that that would offend you. Lord, show me what that is. It's, it's, it's real prayers. It's honest prayers. It's more than just, Lord, thank you so much for this spicy chicken sandwich, deluxe sandwich from Chick-fil-A, Lord. The fries and the, the ranch and the, the Chick-fil-A sauce, amen. It goes deeper. 
Now we're going, God, no, no, search my heart. There's some things, I know there's some things, God, show me so I can grow and be everything you've called me to be, right? Our prayer is this, Holy Spirit, show me. This is our prayer tonight. Holy Spirit, show me. Show me, Holy Spirit. Number two, if you're taking notes, let the Holy Spirit refine. Let the Holy Spirit refine. Acts chapter 2, um, verses 1 through 4 says this, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Oh, come on, give, give, give God praise for that. Give the Holy Spirit, right? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 and 23. I'm trying to run through this. I'm, I'm noticing the time. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Uh-oh, this has been me. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, there's this guy. I got to be honest with you. There's this guy. Um, and, and as a pastor, I, I just, I would always make fun of this guy. Because uh, he's one of those guys in worship, you know, that does like, I don't know if he's, he's trying somehow to jump into heaven when he worships. <laughs> I, don't, I never understood it, but he's in the front. Usually the worship experience for him is like 15 minutes of, you know, I don't know, that the, the, the uh, P90X or something. And so he jumps all the time, boom, and he's like, God, and worship and, and all that. And I used to kind of like in my head, you know, you've never done this, of course not, but me, in my head, I've kind of been like, I kind of been like, <laughs> you know, a little bit. And I felt like the Lord told me, I felt like the Lord told me is like, and this is just, I didn't hear this, but just the thought ran through my mind, thought ran through my mind um, that, that maybe, I was, maybe I was a little bothered or jealous because this guy is keeping his fire going and I'm not. And, and the truth is your fire doesn't have to look the same way, right? You're extroverted or introverted depending on your personality, what you're like, right? Everybody's different. But what I'm saying is you know when that fire is lit in your heart. And this guy, he was up there jumping up and down. And before you knew it, I said to myself, wow. I started changing my thinking towards this guy. I started going, you know what? This guy is on fire for Jesus. He's keeping a spirit of worship in everything he does. I mean, he's the guy that hugs you. At the end. Oh, good to see you, bro. Good to see you, man. You're like, all right, bro, calm down. You know, like it's, it is 10 p.m. You know, bro, like, let's slow it down, you know. Um, but no, what is he? He's on fire for Jesus. I've also seen people that are a little more quiet, a little more quiet. But man, listen, you can call them at 1 a.m. They're going to pray with you right there on the spot. Personality is not as crazy as a guy jumping up and down doing P90X during worship. But they're available. Because what they desire more than anything is that you would encounter a relationship with God. So our prayer is, Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, um, use me, work through me, God. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, oh, I just read that, sorry. So um, here's, a, here's a cool quote. I, I wrote this down. Leonard Ravenhill. This is what he says. He says, you know, we live in a day, we live in a day when we are more afraid of holiness than we are of sinfulness. Man, I'm going to read it one more time because I needed it. I mean, I needed it. You know, you know, we live in a day when we are more afraid of holiness than we are of sinfulness. And man, I don't think I got to add much more to it, but I do want to jump into the C.S. Lewis stuff. Look what C.S. Lewis says. I love what he says here and I had to write it down. Dozens of people Go to God to be cured of some one particular sin which they are ashamed of. 
like cowardice, or which is obviously, um, sorry, or which is obviously spoiling daily life like bad temper. Well, he will cure. He will cure it all right, but he will not stop there. That may be all you ask, but if if once you call him in, he will give you the full treatment. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes into the build, in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you are not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts dreadfully and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. You thought you were going to be, to, to be made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. Man. So what's our prayer? Our prayer is this. Our prayer is this. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, search me, oh God. If there's something in me, Lord. Search me, Lord. Holy Spirit, change me. Number three, if you're taking notes, let the Holy Spirit redeem. Let the Holy Spirit redeem. Acts chapter 9, verse 15 says this, but the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. Well, we know that in the book of Acts, that's talking about Paul, who was Saul, who was the guy killing a bunch of Christians. And, and so he, he comes to Ananias. I love what happens here. But the Lord said to Ananias, this is what he said. He said, Ananias, there's this guy named Saul. He was killing a bunch of your peeps and all that stuff, your friends, stuff like that. But by the way, he's coming to your house. I mean, could you imagine? You missed the Holy Spirit, you think. I mean, Ananias, for sure. I mean, could, he for sure had at least one thought where he's like, devil, get away from devil. You have no authority over my life. But it was the Holy Spirit speaking the whole time. Had he not recognized the voice of the Holy Spirit, would he have known? Would he have known? Right? We want, we want to know God's voice. Amen, church? Amen. So Ananias has to accept this guy named Paul into his house and, and empower him, equip him to share the gospel. And now we know he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's a man of God, forever changed the church as a whole. But it started with this guy who didn't seem to fit the bill. He didn't seem like the right kind of dude to do the, to, 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 to do the job. He wasn't clean enough or, you know, yeah, he was pretty smart, educated, but, but he, you know, he's actually, he's, he, yeah, he was killing us, you know? So now he's going to lead us? This just doesn't add up, you know? But it adds up when the Holy Spirit comes in. Can I get an amen? And, and maybe your marriage isn't supposed to work out by the way you're dealing with things right now, but you add the Holy Spirit in there and he'll make anything work. Can I get an amen right now? All of a sudden you add some surrender. You start saying, God, take my pride, take my issues. I think I know it all, God. I really do. In, God, God, in fact, I mean, could you imagine putting like this? God, I think I know more than you, and I think I'm better than you some, most of the time, God, to be honest. But Lord, I'm going to surrender my heart to you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to enter my heart. Lord, change me. Transform me. And as the worship team comes up, our prayer becomes, Holy Spirit, use me. Holy Spirit, use me. The very next verse, in, um, Acts chapter 9, verse 16 says, And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. I'm going to ask you for a moment, if you wouldn't mind, just bowing your heads, closing your eyes right where you're at right now. I, I just want to pray with you. Really, I want to I pray for us. 
that together we would continue to make a decision to say, God, I'll let the walls down into me. You see, I'm going to let you see things about me, God, that I don't let anyone see. Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to let you in. And kind of like C.S. Lewis says, you, you think he's just going to fix, you know, the pipes, the drains. But next thing you know, he's breaking things down and, and he starts reshaping some things. And you're like, oh, hold on, God, hold on. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting all that. And maybe, maybe tonight you'd say, man, there's some things in my heart, in my life, I feel like God is doing. And I'm kind of shocked and surprised at how it's happening. But man, I'm going to choose to trust God. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you'd say, man, actually, I've been wrestling with God in, in this area. There's, there's been something in my life. and Maybe it's a, an issue. Maybe it's a financial thing the way, psh, like me. And you'd say, Holy Spirit, give me new vision to see, to see this the way you see it. You know what the Holy Spirit does? He's, he's, he's not out to get you. He's, he exposes so, so he can... He can give you the tools. He can, he can help you re-engage. The Holy Spirit sees our blind spots when we think we see it all. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into this house tonight. We thank you that, that, you, that you go with us. And we won't, we won't let that fire die. We won't, we won't let that fire dim, Father. We, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would work through us. Search us, oh God, and see if there's anything in us that, that, that offends you, God, because what we want is we want to be useful for your kingdom, Lord. We want you to, to speak through us, Lord. Lord, I, I, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that the counselor, the Holy Spirit would begin even now with every head bowed, every eye closed. And if, if, if you're that person right now that's saying, man, I've been thinking about some things that I shouldn't be thinking about. I've been entertaining some things that I shouldn't be entertaining. And, and you're saying, Holy Spirit, I need your counsel right now. Be, just begin to pray right now, right where you're at. Say, Holy Spirit, I need your counsel on this one. I need your counsel on this one. Maybe you're feeling some heartbreak right now. Maybe you, you've lost someone. Maybe you're overwhelmed by this COVID thing. You know what the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is also the comforter. You can say right now, Holy Spirit, I need some comfort right now, Holy Spirit. Maybe you feel kind of set back. You've let some people down. The, the very people that believed in you were on repeat. You've let them down. And the Holy Spirit's saying, but I'm your advocate. I'm right here. I'll go with you on the journey when no one else believes in you. I believe in you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed right now, if that's you and you want to make a decision for two things. Number one, you want to make a decision to give your life to Jesus completely today. Or number two, you're a Christian and you're saying, I'm going to activate, I'm going to, the, the, the fire advantage by having the Holy Spirit. And if that's you right now with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. If you're making a decision to follow Jesus, this church is going to pray this with you right now. We're all going to pray it with you together. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me and just say, dear God, come on, nice and strong. Say, dear God, today. I make a decision to worship you, to surrender to you, to ask for your advice, to ask for your Holy Spirit to lead me. Jesus, you died for me, and now I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, come on. Amen and amen. Come on, give God some praise for that. Some people made a decision tonight. That's awesome.
And now with every eye open, right, every eye open, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, I'm going to ask you right now, if you'd say, hey, my fire's gotten a little dim. I need to turn it up. Or maybe you'd say, you know what, man, I've been, I've been kind of running and grinding. And this happens, especially in ministry. You're running, you're grinding, you're just trying to get it done. And before you know it, you're just, man, you start, you start seeing I'm slipping in this area. I mean, it happens to me all the time. But today you'd say, man, I want an encounter with the real God. I'm going to ask you right now, right where you're at, to step out of your seat. Come down here and worship as a symbol of God. I'm on fire for you. I'm going to take advantage of this decision of following you, God. I'm not going to try to convince you. I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat. Come on down here. I want to pray for you right now. If that's you and you'd say, man, I, I, I want a relationship with God that is on fire. I'm going to invite the advocate, the comforter to lead me, to guide me. Lord, we love you. We thank you for it. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your Holy Spirit. The worship team is going to sing this song and, and I'll pray and then Angela will come up and pray us out. Let's worship. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks.